Okay, fuck it. I guess we'll do another one. So, what do y'all motherfuckers know about supporting your homies? Right, you want to support your friends. And, yeah, what do you know about supporting shit? Yeah. I hear all these people talk about all this shit, and y'all are all so up and at them about these fucking causes and whatever the newest, latest bandwagon is to hop on and get a fucking saddle sore or catch splinters. But, you know, I also know tons of artists, and I'm sure a lot of y'all can agree that, you know, we put out content for things, and y'all just don't pay attention to it. Meanwhile, we'll sit here and watch you share these wonderful challenges like y'all showed me that people were eating Tide Pods and y'all showed me that people were falling off crates and I mean y'all can't support actual friends people you know I mean I understand it's funny to watch one or two but I mean come on yeah you like yeah y'all think you've evolved and y'all are dumbing down your your attention span's gone you, you can't give anything you know like, how many of y'all actually read books? Do you remember the joy of reading a book? I've, I've recently got back into this whole, uh, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write. Um, then I gotta go dig through the shit and find out what's good for y'all to read. But, we've decided that I need a journey back east just to see what's going on through the world because California is not a really good gauge for anything. It has pockets, it does, but it's so image driven. It's hard to find good people who aren't busy, busy, busy all the time. So, even those of us who aren't, you know, technically employed, still have to find a hustle and still have to keep going, so. You know, is it so hard for you to pay attention to the people you know? I mean, do you got refrigerator magnets for your kids? Do you, uh, you've wasted your time listening to tons of shit you don't care about. Let's be honest. Most of us could have done without listening to anything Donald Trump ever said, you know? You can't hear Joe Biden. I think it's a fucking, that's a whole nother fucking episode altogether is the contrasting of Joe Biden's voice to Donald Trump's voice and speech and presentation. Uh, anyone who's been in any kind of performance understands what's going on there, but that's the thing. We're not having, we're not having conversations about this. Y'all motherfuckers are talking about people falling off fucking crates. Meanwhile, we're on like the sixth variant that is worse than ever and even if you have the vaccine it'll kill you just as bad because it doesn't care yeah y'all yeah, yeah. keep shaming motherfuckers who didn't get the vaccine that could have caused worse damage to people you know some people have worse problems with the vaccine and there's been heart problems people have dropped fucking dead possibly never to catch or never to fucking die from the COVID-19 Maybe just quit fucking breathing everything. That's all y'all do is like as soon as y'all inhale a fucking idea, you breathe it right back out to everybody without, you know, filtering it, thinking about it, holding it. 
you know, maybe yoga is something you should need, you need to look into because it is powerful about the thought and the breath and the essence. And again, this is, nobody wants to get deep. Everybody is getting more vapid, more fucking, you know? You don't care the intricacies. You don't. I watch it every fucking day. And it's in actuality. It's not in the social media or on the television. These things you see every day. These people are hacking people with machetes over here and shooting people randomly in spots over parking places. And imagine what's going to happen when there is no fucking... Oh my God, the coming wave of shit, dude. With all these people on unemployment, off. You successfully disconnected people so that they're going to have a trouble adjusting back for so many fucking variety of reasons. You know, and some people, I don't blame them for not wanting to go back to a system that doesn't pay you enough to live. Like, you can't, you can't afford to miss a day of work, but yet you consider yourself free. You can't afford to miss your electric bill or your this thing or that thing, but you're free. You're not tied to all these things that hold you in the one spot, are you? And you scream about it. Meanwhile, they rape you every time you, you go to work. I mean, it's like $2 to fucking $5 for every hour, depending on your income. You don't look at it that way, do you? They pimping your ass, and they ain't doing nothing for you. Ah, we're gonna put a song in here. I don't know what the fuck it is. But hey, that's the great thing about these podcasts and editing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Me.
<laughs> yeah, I had to spice it up a little bit. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on with y'all motherfuckers right now. As people hate, man, you you don't do anything, and they tell you you don't do anything, and then you do something, and everybody's like, oh my god, I can't believe you do that or say that, or act like you have some point of view or perspective. Uh, but I probably have a better perspective than you and your piker ass. But hey. You're gonna tell me how it's all gonna be better. It's all gonna go back to normal. We're all gonna be normalized. Yeah. Um. I don't think y'all see what's coming. And I don't think y'all motherfuckers know anything really. I like y'all keep paired and everything. Y'all see on whatever. And some of y'all don't even. I, I've been. To Beverly Hills and seeing the Prada and Louis Vuitton Black Lives Matter bags, I don't really think that's benefiting anybody there, but hey. And everybody's gonna be like, oh, Texas, Texas, dude, there's always something for y'all to fucking bitch about. Why don't we think about points? Let's think about actual shit that's going on, okay? We just literally found out that we wasted 20 years and a shit ton of trillions of dollars on something that didn't work. That money disappeared. Y'all do remember that there was money that was missing right for that bombing in 9-11, don't you? Right. Y'all remember that shit? I'm a dude. But anyway, God, I need the fucking humor. This is fucking sad. My perspective, my perspective is I was a contractor. I was a mechanic. I was a chef, a tattoo artist, a traveler, a poet, a writer, a lover, a father, a friend, a son, a grandson, and a whole bunch of other shit. And, uh, you know. I like hearing what you got to say about me, buddy, because projection is a motherfucker, you know? Yeah, I don't exist in your bubble, so I don't know what's eating your shit, but when you flip out on me and act like I'm some stereotypical son of a bitch, you know, it definitely shows what you got. I mean, what are you going to do? I go have deep conversations, so we're gonna take it off for a little bit. I'm gonna tell you some more fun shit. We're plotting to head to the East Coast. Uh, it looks like it might be tattoo funded and not so much DoorDash, which is woohoo, a lot much more fun. A lot more intimate. Uh, a lot more like what I need. I need my social back. I need my people back. I missed y'all. I came out here to take care of some people and they didn't let me, they didn't treat me right. Oh, I guess we will end up in Carolina, of course. Here's the plot. 
right now. We still have to uh, get some things approved, but first it's here to Tampa-ish. That direction's where we're going. Then the next run would be from Florida Keys up to New York. Cause, well, it might be spring by then. <laughs> oh, we're getting the shoes on the car. Uh, we're gonna DoorDash up some cash and yeah, see what other ways we can find to fund this trip. Cause California is fitting to get really fucking scary. When they started moving the homeless out of Venice Beach, it got crowded in most of the places people went. Now that this unemployment thing is hit, and people are overqualified for the jobs that are available, I know y'all want to bitch and be like, I don't know why people can't find a job, because they're overqualified, asshole. You know? If you have too much experience, people don't want to fucking hire you because they think you're smarter than they are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. And y'all y'all don't see that perspective. You don't see the insecurities forced upon these people who are fighting for a job that they don't really appreciate that's been killing them for the past fucking 18 to 24 months. I don't know how long it's been going on now. I quit counting. We're not out of the woods. It's not over. It's not clear. It's okay. It's... A lot like the flu, it's bad. You had to get a vaccine for the flu. People died from pneumonia. I mean, there's all kind of shit, so. That's not gonna be the problem. It's the eviction moratorium and the unemployment. I do think that LA would be a nice place to get the fuck out of, so. We need some suggestions on where to go as we go. Y'all motherfuckers feel free to hit us up. <laughs> Now y'all know what that song means. We're gonna get a little deep here. I'm gonna be a little, I'm gonna be a little real with you for a minute. I value the fact that we all have different opinions. And I value the fact that we all have different perspectives. And I'm glad that you do. And you don't have to have the same as me. I want you to know that my opinions are mine and you don't have to change me and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I appreciate what we are, while we are, instead of, you know, missing us when we're gone. Like, this life is hard in a lot of ways, and no matter what comes, you know, we're all going to figure out what we can to, to get through it, you know? I know that about my people. We're going to do our best to do what we can to keep going. It's hard, you know, what do you, you know, what do you find for satisfaction? Like, what's your goal? What's your end? What do you want to be? I just, I can't see myself ending in a house and slowly falling in that house in one spot with the same people every day. I would have never seen half the things I've seen, tasted half the foods I've tasted, met the people I've met, because they won't leave their spots either. So, yeah, I get loud and I'm crazy and I do a lot of things, 
but I am loyal and a good friend. I don't want you to think that any of my off-color comments, you know, are directed at any of y'all. I'm just being fucking me. I'm vulgar. I'm crass. But I managed to escape the day-to-day -day as much as I could. And fixing to head back across country for the umpteenth time and trying to see things I haven't seen before on that trip. 3,500 miles. Hey man, if you're on the way, hit us up. If you'd like us to make a side trip, hey, we might do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add my theme song to the episode, and we're gonna call this uh, number two. And I appreciate anybody who listens. Appreciate anybody who shares. And it's gonna be uh, "Drunk Dialing Again" by uh, Shoot the Blitz, <laughs> and then there's gonna be this one because I haven't got Phil. Phil Fox to tell me I could use his stuff yet. And so no wicked gift for you yet, folks. But it will be stuck in you by the wet teens. Um, I'm not sending links. Y'all can look them up. It's more entertaining that way. iTunes, uh, Spotify, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah. Buy it. It's probably the greatest album ever written and it came from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Alright, guys. We're gonna go do our evening.
just a quick just a quick reminder if you or anyone you know has any music that they would like to be played during this hell we do spoken word any of that kind of audio be more than happy send it to me so i can use it give me a little permission and i'll play it loud as fuck All right, you sick some bitches. I decided I was gonna tell folks some stories. So, right now we're gonna talk about the subject of weird shit we have seen on the road, okay? Weird shit we've seen on everyday streets and highways in this country. You hear that? Yeah, we're on the road right now, motherfucker. That's how fucking real we are. So, now, uh, let's talk about the hit and run to start it with. Oh my God, look at this Rolls Royce coming up. It's like an old one. It's pearl white. Oh, sorry. Anyway, so I was working in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina on Kings Highway and Third Avenue. One day, we're sitting out front waiting for customers to come in, smoking a cigarette, and this little Honda Civic goes through a stop sign and hits a car. Upon impact, the doors pop open and out fly the five passengers. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, all five motherfuckers popped out on impact and started running. Everybody's looking around going, what the fuck? What the fuck? The cops don't even know where they are. That's one. Now, oh, there's somebody in the back seat all fancy. Look at that. Oh, anyway. <laughs> So we'll go back, come over here to LA. I'm riding down Ventura, which is parallel to the 101. And going into Hollywood, there's an area that's like an overpass. There's two lights. Out of nowhere, this car comes flying by me. When it gets to where the police car is, at one of the other lights, it hits the brakes and skids, flips over. And when the cops get up to it and everyone else gets up to the car, the passenger's gone, completely gone. He jumped the eight-foot embankment onto the 101 and disappeared. Man, the things that people will do in vehicles, that you will see in vehicles, when I worked on cars, it was always a crapshoot when you went on to get like the wheel lock to rotate their tires. What's gonna pop out of the glove box? Oh my God, I sat down in one and it was a mini bar. In the center console was Jaeger. Of the Jaeger bomb shit, you know, Red Bull, Jaeger, and little cups. And there was one mix, like they were giving me a tip, so I took it that day. <laughs> I got in one one day, and the girl had been really nice and really sweet, and I opened up her glove box, and her dildo pops out and cuts on in my hand. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have been so bad, but it was kind of gooey and sticky, and I wasn't really sure what the fuck had happened. Now, traffic out here is different than traffic in other places, but traffic in other places is different than traffic out here. So, and out here right now being California, the West Coast, uh, <laughs> they do things out here that you couldn't get away with on the East Coast. You see cars in conditions that you, you wouldn't even see in backwoods Alabama. Birthday, Venmo, baby girl Bree. It's my 21st. Hi. 
and I rode on my rental car. <laughs> so, hey man, you got any ideas for stories? I'm just gonna pop a bunch in. This one just happened to be about weird ass shit you see on the road. All right, since we're on weird road shit, let's talk about cocaine and baby laxatives. All right, so <laughs> we did road construction for, you know, a few years, and those of y'all that remember know that it was a pretty wild time. We didn't sleep a lot, and we did a lot of things. Well, one time, our last week in Bath, North Carolina, for putting down the reflectors, which I am still am amazed that they ended up straight, <laughs> or at least they ain't obviously you know, fucked up. <laughs> we, uh, we decided to have a party with these college kids that we had been, you know, sponsoring while we were there. They had a house, they knew a lot of cute girls, and they had a kitchen so we could cook. That's always important for a person like me. I'd much rather cook than end up at a restaurant. So, <laughs> a lot of people benefit from that. I'm not a bad cook. <laughs> a friend of ours, came through with some of the really good cocaine and we did this really good cocaine and we did this really good cocaine for two nights straight well somewhere in there before we decided to leave someone said that they could get us an ounce of cocaine for an ungodly cheap price so me and a couple of the guys I worked with threw in to get this big old giant bag of cocaine and we split it up we're leaving 4:30 a.m. We purchased this cocaine, 3 a.m. We're going down the fucking road. I'm driving a flat nose of Zuzu, whatever the fuck you call it, with the big old bed of shit on the back, right? And there's a giant thing they call a crash pad. If you've ever seen these on the side of the road, these are the trucks that have the flashy sign that gives you a direction or not to go in the lane and the big yellow thing off the back. That's called a crash pad. We'll get into that later, because that's relevant. But, <laughs> those things go up when you travel, which makes it like a, a big wind, like a, somebody flipping the back of a skateboard, putting their weight on it when the wind blows hard. So the front end of the truck will come up if there's enough weight on the back. And also, when you're on cocaine, you don't really pay attention to a lot of shit because you're on cocaine. <laughs> so from Bath, North Carolina, we're headed south on 95. We're going to Brunswick, Georgia. Now, this is no man's land, no man's land. There ain't shit through there, except for places like where I grew up, Manning, South Carolina. <laughs> We're going through the stretch between, I don't know, Camden, Florence, Nowheresville, and my truck starts bouncing. Bouncing good, bouncing solid. And then, out of that top console piece, starts popping shit. It just starts flying out. So I grab my CB, and I hit the little button, and I say, Shh. Hey, guys. This road is bumpy as shit, man. My truck's bouncing all over the place. To which I hear, Shh. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? Shh. Hey, man, this truck's bouncing like shit. Look back at me. Holy shit, dude. So, we pull over. My tire has separated. My right front tire, or left front tire, driver's side front fucking tire has separated. Separated. And if I don't know if you know that there's 110 pounds of fucking pressure in these giant, thick, 
heavy rubber belted bombs so when you pull over and there's a big split <laughs> the size of you know an average penis with belts that look like they're all about to pop you get nervous I'm on cocaine I have a split tire I'm in the middle of nowhere I'm nervous as fuck I get back in the truck and I do another line or a big bump and I go on down we drive slowly down to the fucking place to get the tire fixed right about this time one of my buddies lets me know that we may have gotten some cocaine that had some baby laxative in it why is he telling me this because he's stuck in the goddamn bathroom stall and can't come out this was an interesting situation folks here i am about to shit myself high on cocaine in a south carolina bathroom with another motherfucker who has shit himself and has probably shit all over the toilet because when we did get in there, it was not pretty. We spent the rest of the two nights, well, the rest of that night, because we got a hotel when we got to Brunswick. <laughs> I spent the rest of the night in the shower because it was just easier to wash myself off than to rub myself raw from wiping my own ass. So the relevance of this is <laughs> fentanyl <laughs> fentanyl would be much better if it just made you shit yourself uh, everybody's so up in arms about things and oh it's such a travesty well it was been killing people your drugs have been killing people this is why I don't want to take a goddamn vaccine that doesn't work because even the goddamn illegal drugs are starting to fucking kill people discuss the time I got busted in Williamsburg County. We had been playing a show in Goose Creek, South Carolina. The promo people for the uh, Lucid uh, Absinthe were there. <laughs> there weren't enough people there but me, other than me, to drink it. So that probably led to what happened the rest of that night. I was double fisting, rum and coke, and absinthe. Uh, by the time we got done with our show, I don't remember doing any of the show. They're pictures. I was on stage. I spent the rest of the night chugging water and cleaning the patio. That's right. And they shoved me in the front seat of the car and we leave. I asked my drummer, do you know where you're going? He says, yes, I got it. Fast forward, or, you know, it was pretty much instant for me. Uh, <laughs> we're landing from jumping over the tracks in King Street, South Carolina. There's a set of train tracks. And you don't normally jump those tracks unless you're doing 50, 55, maybe 60 in that 35 zone. Now, my drummer has all of his drums strapped to the top of the Jeep. My uh, baby mama is sprawled out in the back seat, passed out. I'm sprawled out in the front seat, passed out. And Dave is drunk hauling ass through the damn woods of South Carolina. Well, that little state trooper that had been sitting there dreaming about somebody coming by and giving him something to do all night, well, he found it right then. It landed right in front of that motherfucker. And before we hit the ground, I'm pretty sure them blue lights was flashing under us. 
But it gets better. Wait, King Street is such a giant town and Williamsburg is such a giant county that when you have a rock band drunk in your town at 4 a.m., everybody shows up, even the deputy with his wife. That's not a good idea if you're gonna be talking down to me and the people I'm with when I'm drunk. I'm just saying, I just, I don't see how that would be smart. And he found out. But he gets, let me, let me, let me, let me slow down. The officer walks up to the car and he goes, sir, how drunk are you? I said, too drunk to be having this conversation. And he goes, step out of the car. Obviously, me being too drunk for that situation followed through with me stepping into fucking public. Because then I was drunk in public. And they could do what they wanted. Nice bike. <laughs> the police found the reefer. But it fell out the center console. It had jumped when the truck did and landed right there where they could see it when they walked up. So there's a giant bag of reefer laying there when the police walk up. <laughs> Whose is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's laying here. I'm drunk. I don't know. So they call for backup. Yes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, they call for backup. And up pools. I'm going to say Deputy Lee. I'm not 100% that's his last name, but we're going to be that for this one. And Deputy Lee's girlfriend was with him. Well, just in case these were somebody famous, everybody wanted to be sure they got their picture with them. <laughs> well, Deputy Lee was really intimidated by my drunk midget ass for some reason and decided to show out in front of his, I don't know, superiors and his girlfriend. That was not a good idea. I decided, since he was going to be mean to mine, I was just going to try to take his. And y'all, I strutted so damn good, drunk, about to get arrested. This girl was blushing and giggling. I was talking about her big old ass and all the things he couldn't do and how he probably couldn't handle that shit. How he probably had a little dick and everything. It ain't shit he can do because all his superiors is there and everybody's watching. Me make a fool out of this motherfucker who just arrested all of them. <laughs> now, I went to jail and I stayed there for three days. Did I pay bond? Yeah, I paid bond before the morning hit. But the bondsman didn't think that Pablo Ellison spoke good enough English and that it would be okay if they stayed in jail till they could figure another fucking way out other than actually paying bond. And they thought it was fine to tell me this because I'm white and I would find it funny. Yeah, yeah. Let's not even talk about the argument we had between the bondsmen in the little courtroom to get me the fuck out of jail. They started arguing and the judge says, I quote, if y'all can't figure this out, he's going back. I said, fuck no, I'm not. I've done paid two motherfuckers. Somebody's getting me the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh my god Ugh. so we have to go back right because you know arresting us and humiliating us and all this is not enough we have to go back into the armpit of nowhere South Carolina to go to court 
Yeah. Now there's a big glass window in the, I think it's Greeleyville. I'm gonna I'm say Greeley, Turbyville, Greeleyville, wherever the hell that is. King Street, the courthouse, the city place where the damn cops work for the city. There's a big glass window where you can see the secretaries. Just so happened, Deputy Lee's girlfriend was a secretary. When I walked into this fucking courtroom looking like hammered shit from having to get up at the ass crack of dawn in Myrtle Beach and drive four hours into nowhere, this girl stuck on the goddamn window like one of those Garfield things that people have in their car that have turned brown and have been hanging there too long. She was on that window. She saw me. She waved. She was so fucking happy. I walked into the courtroom. The judge dropped the charges. I asked them why they had arrested me. <laughs> and the state trooper, uh, the white state trooper looked at the black judge and said, he ain't from round here, judge. To which I retorted, well, I went to school in Manning. I think that counts. <laughs> you might want to leave before I get you in contempt. Folks, people's fucking crazy.